Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, Rick Saratella, RIC, and the place to be. Tell it like it is. And this episode is presented by InsideTheLeague.com. Go check them out if you're a new agent, an old agent, an aspiring agent. Maybe you're a member of the media and want to get a little breaking news and some draft insider stuff. That's all available at InsideTheLeague.com. Our friend Neil Stratton, who we've known for quite some time now, does a great job over there. So check it out. Give it a try. InsideTheLeague.com. Tell them Rick sent you. And today we're going to be delving into another intriguing uh, prospect for the upcoming 2018 NFL draft, someone I'm very excited to uh, talk about, not only his past collegiate career, some of the adversity he's gone through, uh, where he's at right now, and what we can expect for the upcoming NFL draft process. And uh, he gave it a thought last year to possibly dip his toes into the NFL draft waters. Uh, It will be Max Redfield joining us of IUP via Notre Dame, a big-time high school recruit. And uh, we're going to have him here in just a little bit. And, while we're waiting for him, let me just tell you a little bit about what's going on over at the NFLDraftBible.com. We have our new 2018 mock draft up there on the website. We have our positional previews, rankings, top overall prospects, regardless of draft class. And, of course, we're hitting you with new scouting reports daily. Yes, that's right. Each and every day at the NFLDraftBible.com, of course, You can get all our player spotlight interview archives. We have the index page right there on the homepage slideshow. You can get the table of contents, whether it's the scouting reports, the player spotlight show, breaking news. We have it all over there at the NFLDraftBible.com, bringing you the names you need to know since 2002. And Max Redfield, another name that you need to know for the upcoming NFL draft, who was very high on the NFL draft radar and, uh, we have Max right now on that Defined Fuel Water Hotline. We welcome him into the show. Uh, how are we doing today, Max? I'm doing great, my man. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, we were just talking a little bit about you before you joined the show. And first off, congratulations on uh, an outstanding season that you guys are enjoying there at IUP. Undefeated currently, 8-0. and Yourself having a strong season with 50 tackles, three interceptions, seven pass deflections. Let's start off here, Max. I mean, coming into the season, did this team realize how talented they were? I would say yes. Uh, we had the number one offense returning um, in the country for Division II, um, basically a handful of Division One transfers. So we knew we had a lot of talent. And um, just, I think how uh, close-knit the team is really just kind of pushed us over the edge and um, – this is helping us, you know, just uh, keep getting better and better each week. It's been great. Yeah, and you mentioned the transfers. Of course, you came over from Notre Dame, and not only that, you're 
uh, a senior, a team leader, uh, someone that underclassmen are going to look up to. And talk a little bit right there about your leadership skills coming over to the IUP program and especially this season being a senior team leader. How would you describe your leadership skills? Are you a guy that is a vocal leader? Are you someone who gets in a player's face if they need be? Do you pull them aside? Do you stand up and give the halftime speech? Take us behind the scenes in terms of how you like to lead. I would say the type of leader I am is um, kind of just a positive hype man. Um, if something bad happens, I'm I'm trying to um, you know help him realize that you got to play the next play. Don't worry about it. Kind of brush it off and um, kind of we're in this together. Um, I feel like obviously when there's high energy and everybody has a positive attitude, um, production and and um, just everybody being on the same page is much more likely. So I try to be that hype man and just get everybody on the same page and just kind of have that uh, positive atmosphere so we can all perform our best. NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show here with IUP Safety Max Redfield uh, high on that NFL Draft radar. And, you know, Max, when I pop in the game film, you know, I, I know what I'm going to see, someone who's uh, tough as nails, helps out in the run, ability to cover, closing speed, uh, but really, really, you know, somebody that the the front line can rely upon if they do screw up and mess up up front they know they got someone like yourself to clean up the trash and take it out but uh if there's an nfl scout listening right now give us the self scouting report from your words how would you describe your style of play i'd say my my main attribute and um that kind of defines my style of play is is just being a ball hawk just just being around the ball whether it's either uh, in the run game or in the pass um I, i try to rally to the ball and use my speed to get to get to either long passes or uh get to any runs that um, happen to break through our uh, linebackers or uh, D-line. So um, just being a ball hawk, I try to be around the ball at all times. Um, try to influence my teammates to run to the ball. Obviously, defenses that swarm um, are real successful and um, obviously have a lot of success getting out the ball, having causing turnovers and just, uh, you know, just that's, that's how dominant defenses play. So I try to just be around the ball and, and uh, obviously influence my teammates to do the same. Yeah, constantly around the ball you are. Now, on the flip side, how about something coming into this season that, you know, you had to decide whether you wanted to dip your toes in the in the NFL draft last year, you decided to play another season. So what was it that you really wanted to focus on coming into this final year that you really worked on trying to improve this year? For me, it was um, just completely focusing on football and, and kind of learning what that really means and um, seeing how much time I can utilize to either recover, um, stretch, roll out, do stuff like that. It's going to help me physically. And then um, push, pushing myself over the edge to put in extra time. I was studying film um, and, and further develop my um, football prowess, prowess mentally. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of learning how to really just uh, kind of put that focus in, show how consistent I can be on and off the field and um, just show that, I mean, nobody's really seen my ceiling yet, and I've just been getting better and better. That's, that's kind of why I came back, decided to um, play my last year of college, and I felt like I had something to prove and, and obviously wanted to show um, what my true value is as a football player on and off the field. And, you know, the versatility, I think, also will be valuable because you could play any safety position. Some scouts I spoke to said, hey, you know, there might be some teams that want to take a look at you at cornerback, uh, I have you listed here at six foot one, 195 pounds. Is, is that an accurate uh, height and, and weight for you? And, you know, what have you heard in terms of your position at the next level? 
you if you measure me right now, you might get me at six two, um, and I know I'm over two hundred, maybe right around two hundred two. Uh, but I don't, I'm not too uncomfortable playing corner. Um, I think uh, coverage is something that, man to man coverage in, in particular, is something that I can always get better at, and then, and also a focal point for me that I feel like I need to improve on. Obviously, being in the slot and covering a receiver uh, with a two-way go is one of the hardest things to do in football, so I feel like you can always get better. Um, but as far as strong or, or free safety, I feel uh, extremely comfortable in both. Uh, I like coming down in the box and, and being able to make plays um, uh, close to the line of scrimmage, um, but then also being a free safety and, and kind of being a center fielder and, and waiting for the deep ball and making plays on deep balls is something I enjoy as well. So um, IEP um, and the Notre Dame as well um, is using me in a lot of different ways, which, which I like. Uh, which kind of shows, um, like you said, my versatility, but also um, the different things that I, that I feel like I excel at, whether it's blitzing or coming down and making a hit or uh, making plays um, in the deep field. Yeah, and, you know, you take a look at the way the NFL is trending, these taller, longer defensive backs. And, you know, in, in, in today's NFL, there's more and more players like yourself that have the size and the speed and the agility and, you know, when you add in the versatility, it's going to be very appealing to NFL teams. Now, I can just tell, listening to you talk, but also talking to people who know you, I know you're, you are a film junkie, and, and you brought that up earlier. You know, take us through how much film you study, how critical of a part of that is during the week, and, and what's a typical week of tape study like for you? Well, almost every day I'm, I'm going to watch practice film um, my, myself. We go over it um, as a like a defensive backs and sometimes as a unit, a whole defense as well. Um, but I, I take it upon myself to just go through practice, go through uh, whatever drills are um, being filmed, and then kind of just analyze it, critically analyze it for myself. Um, obviously, you're, you're the one who knows you, you make a mistake before you make it, um, before anybody. So kind of taking that amongst yourself and critically analyzing yourself, I think, I think is a point. Um, where players uh, grow a lot. But other than that, also go back, obviously watch a uh, game film of whatever opponent we have, um, their most recent opponents, and then um, maybe years back against um, our, our school as well. So kind of just um, analyzing teams um, from a position where you're thinking of what they want to do to you, how they might try to expose your defense, um, obviously the tendencies that they have, formations they like to run, um, and then the, the highest um, probability or plays that they play or run out of that certain formation. So there's a lot of different ways to analyze a different team and kind of break down film. Um, but obviously football is a situation-driven driven game. The very situation-specific um, helps you identify what teams are most likely going to run, um, short distance, third down, long distance, third down, stuff like that. Um, helps me break down teams. And, and um, at, at IUP, um, as well as Notre Dame, they do a great time, uh, a great job of uh, really breaking down teams and, and giving us the resources to um, develop a mental picture of what it's going to be like before we play the team. Um, so just taking those mental reps um, with myself and then with teammates as well. I have a lot of teammates who watch a lot of film, um, which has been a great influence on me as well. So it, it's easy for me to stay consistent watching film and just, you know, really focus on um, being best prepared for each uh, each opponent. Well, it's certainly safe to say that you truly are a student of the game, and I think you are the one area when the NFL draft process arrives upon us, I think you will excel and do very well in the one-on-one -on -one team interviews behind closed doors. You're uh, tuned in listening to the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, Rick Saratella. We have Max Redfield 
on the Defiance Fuel Hotline out of IUP, but he began his career at Notre Dame. And, you know, Max, we talked about the football IQ, but you're also an academic standout going back, I don't know how long, probably your whole life. But I know coming out of high school, you had actually, from my understanding, took extra courses, had extra credits, uh, enrolled as an economics major with a Mandarin Chinese minor. I mean, uh, you really were a man with a master plan coming into your collegiate career. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, for, that's for sure. Um, academics have always been a, a huge focus for mine and my family as well. Um, I think learning and obviously uh, expanding your knowledge is something that's one of the most important things uh, we can do in this life. So um, I feel like I've taken that to heart since I was very young. Um, but just going to a place like Notre Dame, um, academics was one of the things I was uh, one of the deciding factors or variables on in my college decision. So going to Notre Dame, I was excited and uh, pursuing, um, you know, a set of academics that is challenging, but also I'm going to benefit uh, greatly from it. So yeah, I started pursuing uh, economics and then uh, ended up switching to uh, majoring in philosophy and minoring in business economics and Mandarin Chinese. And before I left Notre Dame, I was uh, 12 credits away from graduating um, with a degree in philosophy and minors in uh, business economics and Mandarin Chinese in uh, three and a half years. So uh, unfortunately I got dismissed right before that, but I finished, um, my credits up after after I left Notre Dame, and at this point I finished all my credits, and I'm in the process of them officially granting my degree. So um, uh, I'm proud to say I finished my credits there, um, and uh, potentially will end up with uh, two degrees from Notre Dame and IUP. That's great work, Max. Man, I'm really proud of you because that just goes to show the the dedication, determination, and uh, really, really outstanding stuff there. Now, you played there. Early on, early in Austin, 143 tackles, I think, uh, in a couple seasons. I know you were second on the team in tackles as a sophomore. And then you mentioned earlier, we learned from our mistakes. You got into a little trouble there. And, you know, take us through, because we do have NFL teams that listen to this show, and this is a question you're going to get asked behind closed doors. They're going to want to know what you did learn from your mistake and how it impacted you moving forward and, and what you were able to take away from that adversity? Yeah. So, I mean, immediately right after it happened, um, I'm, I'm someone who critically analyzes myself and, and thinks, if not overthinks, uh, almost everything. Um, so, so, I mean, right after it happened, um, I, I kind of recognized I wasn't being a leader at all. Uh, I was being more of a follower, and I wasn't, I wasn't making decisions um, that maybe my teammates would look, look to me to make. Um, or, or just be just, just to really just be a leader. I think that's the that's really just the one of the main things I got out of it um, immediately after it happened, um, and it kind of just dawned on me like this this isn't what a leader would do. They try to obviously guide their their teammates to safety and whatever best best for them in whatever situation, um, which wasn't the case. Um, so so that was one of the main things I took from it. But also um, just just um, starting to help myself. Um, and, and in the past, I haven't helped myself um, in certain situations to uh, make sure and. Um, leave no um, really just area for, um, for error, for error um, to just make the best for myself and help myself um, in all aspects of life. So um, that definitely helped me to stay focused and, and do what's better and best for me um, um, to make sure I get where I want to go and, um, and obviously help and, and influence uh, people in a positive um, manner who are around me. And, you know, this isn't the first time you've spoken about it. I've seen a couple articles out there and just, you know, based on your comments, uh, seems like you've matured quite a bit and, and come a long way from it. And I, I give you a lot of credit because, you know, 
I think I saw in one of the articles, you have no hard feelings. You have nothing but good memories at Notre Dame. So let me ask you, you know, reflecting back on your career, you know, share with us what, what was a highlight or two during your collegiate career. And it could be Notre Dame. It could be IUP. But, you know, now that you're getting down to the nitty gritty, I know you have a couple more games left to go, but, well, you know, what's a fond memory that you'll look back on on your collegiate career when you depart and take it to the next level? Yeah, well, well at Notre Dame, um, the, the connection that we had and, and the bond that the, the players uh, had there was, was something really special. And uh, obviously players from all over the country, um, all different walks of life, uh, coming together on a team um, in Indiana where the, the weather isn't, uh, you know, very accommodable. It's in a situation where you're, where you're uncomfortable and, some, and sometimes being overwhelmed by academics and then obviously demands of football. So, um, every time we kind of got together, either step away from football or, if, or even if it was like a trip to a some kind of away game, like, like Florida state, the, the, the bus ride or, or a plane ride, uh, to, to Florida state, um, just different, different moments like that are real special, um, games like Michigan, where at the time at Michigan, uh, my freshman year was the, the record for, um, attendance for, um, college history. Um, and just, just different, uh, moments like that were either defined, um, like, like games at Michigan or just moments where we're all, we're all together, just enjoying our company, kind of just stepping away from football and, and uh, just creating those relationships, establishing relationships that, that I feel like will last for a lifetime. And, and I'm thankful to have met so many incredible people, people from um, my classmates to teammates um, to coaches as well. So, I've, I mean, I've had a lot of fond memories. I, I couldn't even just rattle them off to you, but um, we played in a lot of incredible big games um, at Clemson, at Florida State, at Michigan. Um, Games like that were um, some some of the greatest uh, football memories I've had, and then obviously Jeff, it, cre- it created a lot of incredible memories uh, with uh, with people down there. You know, you mentioned the those great atmospheres. I mean, there might not be arguably a better place to play in the whole country than Notre Dame. Let's be honest. But what's it like? I wonder for for yourself. You know, playing in front of crowds of a hundred thousand people every weekend, and then you know, I don't know what the attendance is at IUP, but I can guarantee it's nothing close. I, I mean, what – you know, a lot of times big games, you can, you can get by on uh, – you're not having a great game. You can sometimes get by on the adrenaline of the crowd. Is it a different – I mean, obviously it's a different kind of atmosphere, but does it impact the view you have on the game or the circumstances at all? It, it only changes, I'd say, your initial mindset going into the game. Um, with big games like that, you, you don't need to do much uh, intrinsic motivation. It's coming from outside of you. Um, there's, there's people around you, obviously, hype, um, and the atmosphere is absolutely electric. Um, some, some places here, um, you, you might going to get audiences of, a, of less than 1,000. So you have to take it upon you um, to intrinsically motivate yourself to um, obviously um, express the energy that you're feeling, express uh, with your teammates uh, that we need to have energy, that we need to get hyped for this game, and that we need to, you know, give everything that we have, regardless of who's here, who's watching, any of that stuff. Um, because once you once you actually get on the field and in between the whistles, you know, all you're worried about is doing your job and, and different um, uh, factors that are going into uh, you being successful and your and your team being successful. So um, outside all the other stuff, um, once the game actually starts, if you're not locked in uh, thinking about what, what, what job you have to do or, or making plays or um, your team – thriving and succeeding, then then uh, that'll just take away from your game. IUP defensive back Max Redfield here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight. We're winding down here, but a uh, couple of questions left, one or two more, Max. 
you know, you're approaching 200 career tackles now, and you guys obviously are 8-0. and You're getting ready for your big senior day matchup against Gannon and then Mercyhurst and Bloomsburg. And, you know, after Thanksgiving, the draft process is going to kick off and get underway. I'm, I'm curious because you have the, the big school pedigree, but now spending this final season at IUP, you know, the draft pundits, draft Knicks, whoever they may be, are going to label you a small school guy. You know, do you feel like now during the draft process you have to kind of chip away a little bit more and just go out? I mean, do you think that there's any more important emphasis on the film is there, but now you have to do, you know, the all-star circuit, the, the, the combine measurables, the testing, the team interviews. I mean, I know you still have three games left. Is that something that has crossed your mind? Have you thought about the draft process at all, or or are you just trying to get through the season at this point? Yeah, I've, I've thought about it, uh, you know, obviously more than a few times. Um, it's something that I'm, I'm excited for. I feel like it's a huge opportunity for me to uh, boost my draft stock and uh, obviously um, is, is an opportunity for me to speak on my behalf. And, and a, lot of, um, a, a lot of people's perspectives is obviously built on what they've heard about me or, or um, just, just their perspective of me. And um, every time I feel like I have an interview with the team or, or in a different situation like that, I feel like it's a, it's a great opportunity for me to kind of express who I am and kind of give them a, kind of give them insight of the type of person I am and that, you know, the worst decisions of my life don't define me. Um, it was just a speed bump in my life. And that's kind of why I, I wanted to go back to college and prove how consistent I can be on and off the field. But um, the draft process will come when the draft process will come. And um, I'm, I'm, extremely focused uh on the season obviously like you said we're eight and undefeated and in a position where we feel like we have um the team to make a great run at the national championship and that's been our plan from the start of the season so i want to make sure um all my energy and effort is into that um making that come true make that happen before i move on um i feel like not only i owe that to iup but i owe that to myself um just being kind of focused on the moment and the now um, and just making the best out of it um, because we do have a great opportunity um, at hand um, for the school. And just just what obviously what that would do for the school and this program uh, is something special um, because there's a lot of great people here and a great support system. So I feel like not only they deserve it, but it's about time since, uh, you know, IUP hasn't won a national championship. It's about time. All right. Well, bring it home. And, uh, you know, we're going to be rooting for you. And there's no doubt in my mind that you will uh, – finish strong and carry it on that momentum right up until April. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, how about off the field? We've been talking X's and O's and, and between the white lines and, and we appreciate all this great knowledge you've imparted upon us, Max, but how about off the field? I think you're a Cali guy. I mean, what, what was it like growing up in California and tell us a little bit about yourself off the field. What do you like to do? during your downtime when you're not playing or watching football, you have any hobbies, you, uh, give us a little insight about Max Redfield off the field. Gotcha. Well, so I was born in Connecticut. Um, I moved there until I was seven, then moved to California. After my parents were divorced, my mom's originally from California. Um, so I got there when I was seven officially um, and just kind of really just immersed in the culture. Um, I lived in Huntington Beach, so I was about a 10-minute bike ride from the coast. Um, and, and me and I mean, all the friends that I made, we'd, we'd ride bikes often uh, after school to the, to the beach, um, surf, boogie board, bodyboard, skimboard, um, beach volleyball, frisbee, all that kind of stuff, throw the football around, um, and just really be active. But other than that, I've been playing uh, three or four sports since I was uh, three. 
So I'm I'm all about sports and, and usually don't have a uh, much downtime from from season to season. Um, I mean, just at heart, as long as I can remember, I'm just a competitor. I wanted to be the best at at everything I do and um, just kind of just explore um, my different abilities and and um, athletic capacities. So that's been a I mean, that's basically been my California life, but um, I, I mean, I love nature. I love exploring, um, seeing different scenery, um, seeing different areas, environments. Um, and and um, yeah, so I've, I've traveled a decent amount. Um, but other than that, now being at IUP where um, I'm just kind of focused on, on football and school and then just laying low and obviously staying, staying out of trouble. Um, I've been reading a lot. I meditate a lot. Um, a great uh, app that I discovered not too long ago is called Audiobooks. You can listen to different books. Um, so that's been real uh, real sweet for me. It's real convenient to just listen to a book instead of reading it. But other than that, um, I've been trying to get to know my teammates um, as best as I can. And then, like I said, just putting that extra time into uh, stretching, maybe some yoga, um, different stuff to help my body um, and mind, um, you know, be at its best. So um, as much as I enjoy doing other stuff, staying out of nature, um, you know, playing playing video games with my teammates, stuff like that. Um, I've, I've been focused on, you know, trying to better and best myself um, for for the season. Well, you definitely are staying busy, my man. And uh, can you repeat the name of that app for the books again? What was that? Audio Audio app? Audio books. Audio books. I'm going to write that one down. I like that. All right. I'm gaining valuable knowledge here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. And, Max, I know you're used to those Cali beaches, but if you get picked up by the Giants or Jets, man, you got a beach buddy over here. I'll take you to the Jersey Shore, show you what that's all about. But <laughs> all right, <laughs> last question for you here, my man, and I'll let you go. I appreciate you giving us this much uh, amount of time, but this has been a, a fascinating interview. Um, we end up every show with this last question, and – you know, we give you the platform, the stage is yours, and we allow yourself to, you know, sell yourself for a minute. But if you – if I was an NFL general general manager, you know, and we were doing the team interview, I want to hear why I should draft Max Redfield come April. So why you would want to draft Max Redfield is, is not only that um, I'm going to perform, um, that, that's all I know, I always want to perform my best and feel like I have the physical ability and, and mental ability to perform uh, playing and play out in the NFL. Um, but other than that, I feel like I'm a person who, who wants to and is going to be striving to raise the value of, of whatever um, um, team I'm going to um, off the field. Um, I plan on opening a foundation. Um, I, I want to obviously increase the brand and help the brand of, of whatever team I'm playing for um, and continue to, to make sure the outreach for that team is, is something profound and, and, and um, making an impact and, and the, uh, either the lives around surrounding the program and, and um, just in general. So, so for me, I'm, I'm someone who's got trying to add value to the team um, in every way um, and, and the type of person who's positive and, and an optimist. And even if I uh, make a mistake, I'm going to be uh, doing everything I can to make sure it doesn't happen again. And now the same with my teammates. Um, I want to be holding people uh, to a high standard. I want to be working uh, my hardest and setting a good example, even though I'll be a rookie or, or being young in the NFL. Um, and I just want to be that positive influence that helps a, helps the team get better um, no matter what. Great stuff today, Max. And, again, I really appreciate the time. I know you're a busy man. And uh, best of luck this weekend, the rest of the season. And I am sure that we will cross paths at some point throughout the draft process. And, listen, you know, you know how to get a hold of me. If you need anything, keep us posted. Let us know. 
you know, we all, always want to update our listening audience and our website audience on anything that's going on with you because you are certainly a name they need to know. So uh, appreciate the time. I'm sure we'll be chatting soon. And once again, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot, my man. It's been great. Thanks for having me. All right, you got it. That's Max Redfield, IUP defensive back. You heard him here, six foot two, two oh two, drawing a lot of eyeballs. I forgot to ask him how many teams came across the IUP campus, but I'm sure just about every team is checking him out. Uh, you know, after a really solid, you know, early beginning career at Notre Dame and now approaching two hundred tackles, we'll probably get it this weekend. Uh very, very high not only a football IQ, but that man is, is, is a smart cookie. He's going to be successful in whatever he does. And, uh, you know, listen, the NFL teams are going to do their homework. People make mistakes. I'll be the first one to admit that. But as long as you learn from them, I have no doubt that once teams sit down with this man and, and speak to him like he just spoke to me, uh, man, I would have no problem no problem at all investing a high draft pick in that player. And you hear about the comparisons of Brian Dawkins and John Lynch. I mean, this guy is going to make an immediate impact, especially against the run. So uh, we're looking forward to it. We will uh, have this interview posted on the website. If you're just tuning in, you caught the middle or end and want to listen to it in its entirety. We do have uh, the iTunes page. You can go on iTunes, find all of our player spotlight interviews, the College Gridiron Showcase Show. Uh, of course, we'll be on Blog Talk Radio, the, the interview archives, uh, very quickly there. So um, that's another addition. Uh, time really flew by. I, I could talk football with Max all day, I think. But, uh, you know, I appreciate you tuning in and listening. And, again, we're going to be hitting you with daily uh, Scouting reports each and every day on the NFL Draft Bible.com. We got the mock draft up there, new player spotlights every day this week. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to have, let's see, we got Anders Hill, I believe, coming up this week from Columbia, the quarterback, also undefeated over there, looking for their first Patriot League title uh, since 1961. You heard Max talk about the first national championship for IUP. And then later on in the week, we'll have Abdullah Anderson dipping into uh, the Bucknell. Uh, I'm sorry, the Bucknell is the Patriot League and Columbia is the Ivy League. Again, all the leagues mixed up, but we have just, non-stop action all week long on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show presented by InsideTheLeague.com. Go check them out. While you're at it, follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible, and we'll catch you next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This was your host, Rick Saratella. Talent like it is when it comes to the NFL Draft since 2002. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.